On today's episode, when his peas become herpes, we explore the depths of Lori Beth and rediscovering your inner 13-year-old. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me the vital information so I get the red light to do, yeah. The church of Lori Beth is in session and we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. Talk to my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on with me. Oh my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on with me. Beth Denberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am doing okay. Yeah. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing okay. If I got the the Moderna running through me now, nice. I'm feeling kind of strong. Do you feel invincible? A little bit. A little bit. I'm ready to go see a movie in a theater. I know, right? <laughs> I'm ready to go to a movie in a theater and hug everyone I walk by. Seriously. So I have something very exciting for oh, you. Yeah, okay, yeah. In my continuing journey, watching all of Star Wars chronologically, yes. yes, I have finished the first season of the Clone Wars TV show. Nice. So, so far, to recap for the dear listeners who I'm sure are on the edge of their seats. Oh, yeah. I watched episode one, episode two. Right. The Clone Wars movie. That's right. And now I have completed the first season of the Clone Wars TV show, which is kick ass awesome. Thank you. It's so good. It's so good. And just so you know, everybody, Clark like really apologized to me when he was like, well, do you want to just do the movies or you can watch this show? And I was like, yeah, I'll watch the show. I'm going to do this. Well, I mean, I didn't want to commit you into an extra, I don't know, 30 hours of your life watching stuff (laughs) when you go through, you know, four different seasons of a TV show. That's a lot. He he makes it sound as though like I had to sign a contract in blood. (laughs) There's no way I could get out of watching it. Um, yeah, so but you've enjoyed it. Oh, I really like it. I'm telling you, it's so much better than the actual prequel movies. And yeah. it makes the prequel movies better by deepening the characters. It makes the, the movies a better movies to watch. Yeah, and I'm really excited to go forth yeah. with uh, number three when I'm done with. Oh, no, no, no. Clark even apologized more to me right. a couple weeks ago because he was like, I just remembered there's another show you have to watch. <laughs> but no, no, no. But that's between uh, uh, Solo and uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Oh, OK. So you can at least watch two more movies after you're done with the Clone Wars oh, okay. series. I'm down for all of it. All but right. uh, So I am enjoying myself. Yeah. If there are Star Wars nerds out there. That one chicky, I can't remember your name, but you love Jar Jar and That's your right. friends hate you for it. That's right. Jar Jar is really palatable in the season I've watched so far. Thank you. He was in it twice and I'm okay with that. Yes, because they use his idiocy as a plot device. Yes. They, he's not just an idiot. He stumbles into victory. Exactly. He puts he accidentally puts on a Jedi robe and then everyone assumes he's a Jedi. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> 
And so, okay, so I just wanted to update everybody because this is this is getting good. Yeah, it's, it's a really real good, good show. I'm, good. It's a really really good show. I'm so glad you're liking it. Well, thank you, Clark, for the recommendation. Yeah, absolutely, my pleasure. <laughs> Uh, speaking of recommendations, yeah. we wanted to talk about recommendations for our listeners today, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Um, I want to just say here at the top of the show, we want you to send in questions. Call us one eight five five Denberg. I don't do it as good as Clark. One eight five five Denberg. But uh, we're calling out. We're going to call out for specific subjects. So send us your questions about sex. Yeah, that could be worries about it that could be different kinds of sex that could be any anything you want right anything you want (laughs) Um, you can also go on the website and send us an email if you want to be a little bit more anonymous about it yeah you can do that you don't have to leave your name if you leave a message and you can message me on instagram at lb denberg yeah well we thought it would be nice to bring up some of the topics that we're looking for on the show to hopefully inspire more people to call in and ask us questions so give us a call send us an email message us on social whatever you'd like uh, but get your questions out there so we can answer them. Right. Absolutely. I want to help you. Exactly. Uh, speaking of, let's start helping people. Are you okay. ready? All right. We're good to go. So let's have some question time. Our first question is from Frankie. And Frankie says, I have been dating my boyfriend for two months. We became Facebook official two weeks ago. The other day we went hiking and he took a picture of me and his dog and he posted it to Facebook. Now, I'm a plus-sized woman, and I am sweaty in head-to-toe spandex in this picture. So I'm super pissed that he posted this picture that I look so fat in. How do I get him to take it down without sounding like a crazy person? He's really sweet and generous and thoughtful in every other area. This wasn't intentionally malicious, but I feel like he should have had some level of awareness as to whether I would even want my photo posted and at least asked. Do I end the relationship over this? Frankie. That's from Frankie. No, you don't end the relationship over this. There's a few things. First of all, as a plus size woman, Mm -hmm. kudos to you for wearing head to toe spandex out on a walk, which doesn't match up with how upset you are about the picture, but I get it. Yeah. Okay. He's sweet and thoughtful in every other way. Awesome. He sounds like a great guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously, I mean, unless he posted the picture with the caption, look at this fatty I walked by, (laughs) you know, if he's saying like, this is my girlfriend and putting up your picture, it's because he's into you. And 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 proud of you. Yeah. It's like, look, everybody, here's my girlfriend. We went on a hike. So, you know, I know you say that it wasn't intentionally harmful, but if you look at it that way, it's pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously, if you uh, feel that strongly about it, you could ask him to take it down. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is not something. To break up over. God, no. You don't break up with a truly thoughtful, wonderful guy who's into you and put you on his Facebook because he's into you and he wants everyone to know. 
over something you haven't talked to him about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is pretty minor. Like, yeah. call me back when he punches you in the face. Yeah, I'll that's... have a different answer. <laughs> You'd be like, I can't believe he posted that picture of me with a black eye. That's a different subject. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. ask him to take it down, but... You could also just ask uh, to to what's it called when you take your name off of it untag yourself untag yourself just untag yourself if you don't want other you know your friends to see it or something yeah well you should untag yourself and also check yourself before you wreck yourself or riggedy wreck yourself yeah yeah exactly but uh no i think that your boyfriend seems awesome if you want to dump him, send him my way. Um, although I'm not quite up for a hike right now. So keep it going, girl. Tell him, tell him how you feel. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, and maybe shouldn't be like, I can't believe you put that picture up of me. Right, right. How could you? Don't you know that? I, it's like, no, you've been dating two months. This isn't something to break up over. Yeah. And uh, good luck to you, my dear. Yeah, Frankie, good luck with that. Uh, Please don't uh, break up with this guy for posting a picture of you. But uh, let's move on to question number two. And question number two is from Gordy. And Gordy asks, I've noticed that even when I was at my thinnest, my self-confidence didn't improve. Have you had a similar experience? Ah, thank you, Gordy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I have. I I lost a good amount of weight while I was working for the Steve Harvey show. It was like in between season like two or three or something. And that was when I was working like twice a week with a trainer. Mm. I didn't have my food together, but I was really working out hard. And mm. somehow I got into good shape. It was the, while still being a fat girl, it was the thinnest I had been in mm. years and years and years. Mm. But As soon as I went back to work, it wasn't a great environment there. Mm. I got stressed. I ate. And I was still not eating well, even while I was getting in shape. Right, 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 right. You were just doing the workout stuff. Yeah. So I was still like acting out with food and stuffing my feelings. I hate that (laughs) phrase. Um, But at my, you know, at my best weight at my best looking self, you know, I still wasn't kind of on top of my game. Mm. And, but that's the thing too, you know, it's like what people don't quite understand is that it's kind of the same thinking about food and control and stuff in someone's head, whether they're compulsive overeater, Mm. binger, whether they're anorexic or bulimic or compulsive exerciser, I think they're called exercise bulimics, actually. Mm, mm. And it's just about this image. It's about control. It's about, you know, all of this really internal stuff. Yeah. So if, you know, I wasn't addressing that stuff. I wasn't getting mental health help. I wasn't, you know, no, I was. I mean, I'd been on, you know, I'm on crazy pills that I call them. I'm sure sure. this will come up another time in the show. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But especially if I stop taking them and the show (laughs) just starts circling the drain. Yep. We change our theme song to like Morrissey (laughs) and it's just real dark. But But I wasn't doing anything other than working out. And I was very serious about working out, but that doesn't fix the problem. So I was still 
not in a good place, even when I looked the best I had in years and years. Right. So that's the deal. It's, you know, as much about, I was going to say it's as much about what's in my brain as what goes in my mouth, but it's all connected. Yeah. My brain is what's, you know, torturing me sometimes to put the stuff in your mouth to quiet it down. And yeah. it's a vicious circle. Yeah, it's very vicious. And it's really hard to get over, too, sometimes because yeah. it's like. You know, you your your image of yourself, the, the your image of the person in the mirror is kind of locked in at this point. You yeah. know, as an adult, you kind of view yourself as you view yourself. And it's hard to view yourself any other way. Yeah, especially if you're prone to, you know, negative self-talk and yeah. all this kind of stuff. I feel like this is getting very like pop referential. Yeah, I feel like kind of lame right now. Uh, but you know, Gordy, if you are not looking for help in other areas right. other than what am I putting in my body and what, how am I exercising? If your, you know, eating habits or weight is kind of based on emotional stuff. Yeah. The emotional stuff is still with us. Yep. And, and that's something to look at and maybe reach out for help. Yeah. Um, knowing that there's, you know, anorexics who are thin as a rail right. and are still there. It's a different disease, obviously. Right. But um, yeah, I yeah. hope you're okay. I hope you're good. <laughs> and if you're not, I hope you get help. Yeah, and absolutely. Support. I, I, that's very good advice for Gordy. Thank you so much. Um, hopefully that really helps. Let's move on to question number three. And question number three is from Monique. And Monique says, I have been friends with a guy I met through a dating app but he never seemed interested in me romantically. Then he came to visit me at college and we had sex. The next week, he told me he was getting back together with his on-again, off-again girlfriend. I have tried to play it off like it's okay, but I'm crushed. Now he just told me he was diagnosed with herpes, which he knows he got from the girlfriend. Do I even bother with this quote-unquote friendship? I think he's stupid for raw-dogging with her and getting herpes. So far, I'm healthy, but I'm seriously like, what is wrong with me that this dude would rather get herpes than be with me? Please give me some bad advice. It has driven me into a funk. Also, his penis was on the small side, especially since he was six foot five. Oh, bummer. That's from Monique. Monique. Yep. That is a disappointment when a really <laughs> tall guy has a tiny dick. I've had I've had a crush on this guy for 10 years. Uh -huh. And I don't know that he knows it. Oh. But um it's not you. Okay. Uh and he's very tall. Okay. And I always just kind of am like, I wonder what's going on down there. <laughs> like I have my little fantasy, right? but maybe one day I'll get to find out. If you know who you are and you're interested, <laughs> you've got my number. Well, as somebody who has walked around men's uh uh gyms and locker uh -huh. rooms before the person's height has nothing to do with dick size. Hmm. It it does look weird, but it looks it it dicks always look weird. Dicks look weird on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met a dick or a man that didn't look a little weird. <laughs> dick size sounds like like an official way you get thrown out of a men's club. <laughs> you are dick size. <laughs> Leave exactly. your robe at the door. <laughs> okay, but getting back to the meat of the question. Right. Um, 
yeah, I don't know that you need to care about this guy. Yeah. Does she say at the end, like, should I give up on him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. yes. Give up on him. 100% yes. Yes. Uh, he's gross. And, well, no, I, I'm sorry. A person having herpes doesn't make them gross. No, Let no, me be no. really clear about that. Yeah. But he came to your college. He fucked you once. He got back with his girlfriend. I don't think he's a serious contender as a yes. long-term relationship. That's what makes him gross. Yeah. He's just, I don't know that he's the one. Right. He's the one that gave you herpes. <laughs> You'll exactly. always have that. <laughs> A little reminder of him for the rest of your life. Hopefully healthy, not blistery life. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it's, he does not seem great. Yeah. That seems a little sketchy. Yeah. And you also didn't say like, we have such a connection. Yeah, exactly. Like, we weren't friends. I, no, we weren't romantic. We were kind of friends. He came and we fucked. He <laughs> left me for his girlfriend. And now I have herpes. <laughs> That's not like the beginning of a rom-com. Yeah. it's, it's That's also, like a Tim Burton rom-com. Yeah, exactly. It's also really hard to ignore when you know about a person's dick size. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, what are you going back to the well for? <laughs> Nothing's in there that's dry, honey. And not even when you're naked. Like, there was a guy, when I was working at Universal, they made us change into our tram guide outfits at the park. We okay. couldn't come in our tram guide outfits. So there was a locker room, and we would see each other naked at times, and there was one dude that was a tram guide that just had the biggest dick I've ever seen in my life. And what was the rest of them? like just a normal kind of thin redheaded guy not too tall not too big but it was impossible to look at the guy during the regular day <laughs> and not first think to yourself like oh that's the dude with the giant dinosaur dick so he was a redhead so did the carpet match the drapes i really wasn't focusing too much on anything except for the giant pole that i had to jump over every time he turned <laughs> So I, I am not sure if the carpet matched the drapes. I All I know is that I was scared of that thing. Wow. And Are you uh, still friends with him? Can you? No, If no, this 10-year no. crush guy doesn't work out. <laughs> Can she go to him? No. Yeah. Monique, I, I wish I could help you. Just go to Universal. Go to all the tram guides and <laughs> just stare at their pants. I swear to God, you could see this guy's dick through his thick jeans i like that you had to you know change there so you wouldn't moonlight at another theme park as a tram <laughs> operator yeah true true true, true, true i like it it's monique this guy's done yeah let's get over him valtrex um, valtrex <laughs> there you go all right let's move on to one more question here and that's from sam and sam says my dog is a compulsive liquor mostly furniture she also, we believe, is a closet leather eater, including an incident where my brother was watching her with his two dogs, and one of the three dogs ate the arm of a leather chair. We have also periodically found an eaten leather shoe when she's with other dogs, but we think she is the likely culprit. My shoes are now in a closed closet. We need to replace our cloth couches. The only fabric we know she doesn't lick is a rustic wool blanket that I bought in Guatemala. Do we try and find a wool-covered couch or risk her eating a leather couch? Oh, thank Sam. you. Thank you, Sam. 
Uh, first of all, I just want to say that uh, closet leather eater <laughs> sounds like a new category in the gay community that I've never heard of. It does. And like, if a if a closet leather eater is too aggressive, he gets dick-sized from the sex club. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> a wool couch sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like a road rash every day of your life. Why buy a couch at that point? Yeah. Just buy a big steel beam and sit on it. If you buy a wool couch, you have to at all times wear a complete wetsuit, including mask. That's <laughs> yes, exactly. So doggies that are compulsive liquors are common. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's it's not. Or I should say it's not uncommon. It's I'm, not like every other dog. I mean, it's definitely 50 percent of the dogs in this house. Yes. Le who's the liquor? Compulsive liquor. Which one? Flinny. Flinny's oh, Flinny constantly is? licking. Oh, but that's different than kissing. We're not talking about kissing faces. Mm. There are dogs that will sit on the couch and lick their paw and lick their paw oh, right, and lick right. the couch and lick the couch. Right, right, and right. they get up and there's this big wet spot. Mm. Like it looks like the dog peed, but they haven't. They've just been doing that. And sometimes it's you know, anxiety based and sometimes it's a soothing thing, mm. but there are dogs that I have known. Um, well, one that I'm thinking of, he went to bulldog heaven. He's a good boy. He's a very good boy named Monty yeah. and a troubled soul. Oh, um, but just cute as pie, but just had some problems and would lick and lick and chew on his paws until he bled. Mm. And his parents were so great. They did so much for that pup and they mm. loved him so much. Do you have to put a cone on? He, oh yeah, he actually wore a cone um, a lot of the time. Yeah. Or, you know, or maybe when they, when they left, I walked him a few times. Um, for my friends. So it, when they did leave, they would put him in a cone back in the day. I don't know if he had to wear that forever and ever, mm. but that's a really extreme case. Yeah. But there's plenty of dogs that just lick and lick and lick and lick and lick. Mm. And, you know, people say, oh, you can use that sour apple spray. Oh, right. There's right, stuff right, that right. you can spray on it to stop. Yeah. But sometimes there's just no real answer. Mm. And uh, although I, I know a not answer is a wool couch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, closet leather eater. Well, I will just say that there were always other dogs around when the leather was closetly eaten. That's true. Uh, also, true. I do have to say, I'm so sorry for your hardship that you have to keep your shoes in a closed closet yeah i hope that you are okay <laughs> I, I i can't imagine it's what hard, that would be like hard times hard times that troubling times the last svu i saw <laughs> was all about that right? and the trauma and the victim had to just you know go to therapy and take a pair of shoes so that they could get some fresh air anyway i've yeah. given you enough shit but um <laughs> Yeah, as far as uh, this goes, you could do what other friends of mine have done and what I've done when I've had doggies is cover the couch with a blanket. Yeah, there you go. Or, the you Guatemala know. Guatemala blanket. Yeah. Or just put it on the part of the couch that the dog would get up on. Yeah, that or if you're not home, 
And it's like the dog's going to be on the furniture. There right. are these plastic things that have kind of little sharp-ish bumpies. Mm. And you can put that. They're squares. Mm. So they're meant to go over like a cushion of a couch. And it just makes it so that the dog doesn't jump up there. Interesting. Kind of like those things that spin on on uh, roofs so that birds don't congregate right. there. Sure, 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 sure. So there's, there's different ways that you can go about this and still have a leather couch. You know, if you're there and you're on the couch, you can, you know, kick your dog off yeah, or just say, there's your spot. There's your spot at where the blanket is. But, um, yeah, no wool couch. No. A leather couch is very nice. Uh, not my favorite, not my personal choice. Well, if but... it's like soft and luxurious, yeah. not like a squeakity squeak, even soft and luxurious. You can never sit on a leather couch when you don't have a shirt on. Yeah, no, you stick to it. But also, it's it, most leather couches aren't that deep. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you try to lay down on it, it's like, zoof, I fall <laughs> right to the floor. Right. This is like that leather hard, like, curved right. down. So, yeah, I say if you want to put the work in, Sam? Sam. Sam. Yep. If you want to put the work in to protect your couch, put the blanket, see if your dog will stay on hers. You stay on. That's your part of the couch. Right. That's exactly right. Um, And if uh, she does chew the leather couch, put her down. <laughs> well, that is definitely bad advice. If I've ever yes, heard it before. That was bad advice. That was really good. Just bad advice. End, though, I Just think the, the rest was good. Everything else was really good. <laughs> that was really great. Uh, hopefully that helps Sam. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But that kind of ends our first question segment. And now uh, let's move to our rotating segment of the week. And it's actually the very first time we're doing this segment. And it's all about Lori Beth. Here we go. It's Trivial or Trivia, the Lori Beth Lightning Round. With me is our first and only contestant from Hollywood, California. Please welcome Lori Beth. Hi, Clark. Hi, everybody. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Yes, yes, as we all are. Now, these are all questions that our producers thought were not usable. But LB and I are determined to use every question we get. So here we go. Lori Beth. What sort of bras do you wear? Comfortable. Correct. Do you like push-ups? Uh, no, pushing up my boobs suffocates me. Correct. Do you like underwire bras? No, I prefer not to be stabbed in the tits. Correct. Will you please wish Gus Gus a happy birthday? No. Correct. Ah, but what if Gus Gus was a dog? Correct! What is the best color lipstick to wear to feel sexy? I don't wear makeup. Correct! Do you have any particular brands that you rely on? Uh, HelloFresh and GoToMeeting. I'm just fishing for sponsors. 
Correct! Will Miss Fingerly be on the podcast? Uh, we've never been seen at the same place at the same time. Correct! Did you ever have a crush on any of the Nickelodeon cast or crew while you were filming? I tried to put the moves on Shelby Woo, but she didn't want to ruin our friendship. Correct! What is your go-to outfit for feeling sexy? Uh, you are all really overestimating the amount of time I spend feeling sexy. Correct! Have you ever worn a corset before? Yes, once for Rocky Horror and once for the NAACP Awards. Correct! Did I just see you on a Nurex commercial? I don't think so, but ask your doctor if Nurex is right for you. Correct! Is there a pickup line or something that you remember a guy saying on a date that really made you interested in him? Uh, any shred of attention usually works. Correct! When's your birthday? April 15th, 1954. Oh, sorry, oh, LB. February 2nd, February 2nd. The I knew that. The answer was February oh. 2nd, yes. But uh, you were a good contestant and you did pretty well. You answered almost all of the questions correctly. So do I still win something? You win one more question for the podcast. Oh my God, I've always wanted one. See you next time on Trivia or Trivial, the Lori Beth Lightning Round. Guys, uh, okay. Well, uh, for real though, we actually do have one more question for you, Lori Beth. Are you Good. ready for it? Yes, yes. All right. Well, joking aside, let's be serious. Get to our final question. And our final question is from Sarah. And Sarah asks, so I haven't had an orgasm since I used a vibrator at 13 or 14 years old. I'm 32 now. I told a friend my age at the time, who happens to be gay, didn't know it at the time, nor did I care, and he said, ew, and had quite a reaction to it. It has scarred me ever since. I'm afraid to relax when having sex with partners now. How do I get over it? Oh, that, that's, that's from Sarah. Sarah, that's... A terrible position to be in. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Man. There's, I always say this, there's a lot in there. <laughs> like, looking back, you don't need to judge yourself and your sexual pleasure by a gay man's reaction. <laughs> yes, exactly. That sounds like... Especially at 13 or 14. Yeah, well, and I want to know where you got a, a vibrator at 13 or 14, too. <laughs> I'll tell you, because I'd always been interested in having one, oh. but... I didn't have a car. Am I going to go buy it? Right. You can get them in the mail, like mail order. This is before Amazon right, even. Right, right. But, you know, I lived at home. How am I, you know, what's in your plain brown package that you got, Lori? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just don't know, and I never want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time that I lived alone, I was like, all right. I am doing this. Nice. I ordered, you know, not a bunch of stuff, but different, a few different things. This had to have been during all that, right? Because you were still at home. Yeah. The first place I lived alone was my apartment on Coldwater Canyon. Right. Now, you've been to a million yes, times. Yes, yes, of course. It was like a ghetto Melrose place. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. Yes, yes. So I finally was able to, you know get sex toys and explore. And I got a few different ones. Didn't really know what I was doing. And <laughs> how did you get them? I think from like a porn a mag or something. No, no, no. no. You ordered them I online. ordered them and they were delivered. Wow. And this is when, dear listeners, I discovered 
what a clitoris was. Oh. And we've been friends ever <laughs> since. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, if you're a dude or a chick, look it up. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, it's worth knowing about. Sure, of course. But um, so, yeah, and having a sex toy and orgasm that's pretty young. I mean, it's not pretty young because you're having those feelings. Right. They're natural feelings. Sure, sure, sure. But the shame of even masturbation that's kind of around right. and oh I'm a girl and I'm not supposed to feel this way mm. and then you have an orgasm which is probably awesome right well maybe surprising and then awesome right you know and then to get this reaction from your friend really sucks but keep in mind that you were both young very young he was gay presumably still is right um and so it just might have been too much for him. Right. And it, well, even without being gay, any 13 or 14 year old boy is going to act poorly when a girl talks about sex around him. Yeah. Or any 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 year old <laughs> who can't handle what a period is. Yeah, that too. That, you know, it just goes on and on and on. It's Everything true. is awesome all the time. People love vaginas. It's the talk of the town. So um, it is awful that this moment is defining the rest of your pleasure. Yeah. And I'm hoping that you have a vibrator now, or if you don't, Go get one. Yeah. Go get two yeah. different toys. And if you're in a relationship where you feel like you can talk about this, then talk about it. Right. But it's it's really, it's it's like to have this incident when you were, you know, a teenager dictate, dictate hey. the rest of dick size, the rest of your <laughs> life. Um, it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. And she says that she's afraid to relax when having sex now. Yeah. So it's affecting everything. And I think when you're too tense, that's when your vagina seizes up and the man gets stuck in there. (laughs) uh, uh, A friend that happened to a friend that happened to a friend. That happened to a friend that was inside my vagina at the time. <laughs> no, that's never happened to me, but I've seen it on TV. That was my favorite episode of MASH. Was that the Nurex commercial <laughs> no. that I was supposed to be in? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, but no, that it, it's got to be something that you are okay with. Like, this isn't something that anyone else can fix for you right now. Yeah. This is something that only you, and it, it kind of feels like, the best way to do this is just to do this. Like go get a vibrator, go go get an empty room with a bed and fix yourself. <laughs> like, like you, you implied that she needs to go to like a cheap motel. Probably. Maybe you do. Maybe you know? she does. Maybe she needs some place where she's away from everyone. Yeah. So she's alone and has no bit of judgment of anyone else in miles around. Yeah. And sex is, an incredibly big part of who we are. Yeah. I mean, just as base human beings, yeah. as the as the, the smartest of all the apes. <laughs> but, you know, it's plays such a big part in our relationships. Yeah. And it it kind of sounds to me like, okay, go back to when you were 13 and 14 
and start getting to know yourself again. Mm -hmm. You know, what was going on when you were 13 or 14 that you were able to have an orgasm and what that felt like and what feelings you were having that led you up to that Mm -hmm. and try to recapture that. And again, make sure the toy is uh, ready to go. Yeah. And just, I feel like you need to, to let uh, Mr. You out of your mind. Gotta get that guy out of your head. Yeah. That was such a random 13 year old boy comment. It it, it shouldn't affect you this much. It's like, it's, it's poisoning you at a certain point. And also another way to, to really look at it is he was a 13 year old boy. He was gay. I don't know if he knew he was gay then, you know, from his point of view, he's as, you know, could be as, vulnerable as you in that moment, even though it doesn't sound like it, because I mean, you're the one that got ewed. Right. But um, you can really look back and say, he didn't probably have the intention to hurt you or to do anything. Right. And boys, you know, mature sometimes a little slower than girls. So you maybe had an emotional depth and obviously you were confiding in this person. Right. So that could have just been another thing, too. If you were close enough to confide in this person, like, hey, I, I had an orgasm. Right. You know, and then you got just, you know, shamed. Yeah. Then that's another level to it that if I'm open and honest with right. someone, they're going to hurt me. They're going to shame me. I'm going to be embarrassed. And that is not the way. Every, I've had my share actually. (laughs) Now I'm thinking about like him and him. Yeah. Yeah. But um, consider the source. Yeah. Which is this 13 year old gay guy. Yeah. Who didn't have a vagina at all. Right. And when you're 13, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. If you're a 13 year old boy, odds are anything sex related is going to get a weird reaction out of you. Yeah. You could have told him, oh, I, uh, I touched my boob last night and he would have been like, ew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like anything sex related is just like, it immediately puts 13 year old boys into this weird, awkward, uh, uh, place. You you can never rely on a 13 year old boy for anything. And Clark, when did you grow out of that? (laughs) Luckily, a couple of years ago, after I got married, my oh, wife uh, beat it out of me. Wait, just a couple of years. Your son is five. <laughs> were you like, ew. ew? And she's like, just, we've been married four years. We were in the hospital and he yeah. was being born. I'm just like, oh, I want to see it again. Yeah. How many times do I have to be acquainted with this mess? <laughs> like, I have not seen his wife's vagina. I'm sure it is the loveliest flower in the universe. It Clark, is. would you like to describe it to us in detail? Uh, I would. I'd like to, I, my wife has been asking me, why don't you talk more about my vagina on the air? And I'm like, well, if it ever comes up, hon. Exactly. Uh, no, no, I, we're good. We, we, <laughs> we're good. She, her, her vagina is amazing and uh, I love it. So Sarah, go back to when you were 13 and 14. Right. Not the trauma of this ew. Yeah. The, the feelings that were going on that led to you having a great experience. Orgasms are great. Yes. Um, Sarah knows. If you don't <laughs> yes. know, check it out. Yeah. 
I recommend it to everyone. <laughs> Go to your local library. I'm telling you, the next big thing for 2021, orgasms. Yes, we got to get the word out. <laughs> Good luck, Sarah Bear. I, I hope this helps. And listen, hey, you now you talk to us. And we didn't say you. We said good for you, Sarah. We said good for you. You. Yeah, exactly. Certainly good for you, babe. But that kind of wraps us all up here. Uh, I had a great time. Did you have a good time today? I did have a good time. I liked our bit. I thought that was kind of fun. I know. I feel so exposed. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Oh, wait. Maybe that's from talking about the first time I got a vibrator and <laughs> found my clit. Yeah, that was Do you think it was two. that or one, the questions about bras? One of the two. One of the two. <laughs> it's got to be something. But uh, if you guys have a question for Lori Beth, especially sex related questions. Uh, we're, we were uh, looking for those, but you can send it to us at asklorybeth.com. You can hit us up on all the socials at asklorybeth, or just leave us a message with your name and where you're from at 1-855-DENBERG. That's 1-855-D-E-N-B-E-R-G. 1-855-336-2374. And you can find me at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter, which I realized today I have not posted on in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to correct that. Yay. And you can help me get to 1 million Instagram oh. followers by the end of the month. Yeah. So share about this podcast. Tell everyone you know who you think would like it. Yeah. And um, tell the people who wouldn't like it. Yeah, they tell them all about it. Tell them how saucy we are and they'll protest. Exactly. So you can find me on Instagram at LB Denberg. And I hope to see you there. And you can book me for a personalized video for a loved one, for anyone, for yourself. Yeah. At cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Woohoo. All right. Uh, please Subscribe to the podcast. The more people that know about our show, the better. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, kitty cats. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening.